generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. God is doing great things. Very grateful for the testimonies we've been getting. Um, testimonies of expansion, tex- testimonies of jobs, of accommodation, of healing. Uh-uh. Testimony of how somebody seeing angel, seeing daddy next to him when there was no one there. Awesome, fantastic. God is doing great things. And you, you don't have to just look and clap. Yusef can be one of them. Hello, amen. 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 Hallelujah. And I, I trust God that we're going to receive so many more testimonies. I want us to start by praying before we go into the main gist for about two to three minutes. You may choose to sit or stand, but I want it to be fervent because the truth about it is after gists like this, often comes temptation. After gists like this, you will find that the temptation will not be waiting for you. Everything that they told you, it will fly. Or even if the, somehow the Holy Spirit will always talk with you in your heart, trying to remind you, but you're like, wait, let me all do this one first. And then we will now recalibrate. And then for those of us who are not even in relationships now or who are not married now, I want us to make prayer deposits into the future. I want us to pull sense from the future into now to enter our head. I want us to pull wisdom. I want us to pull grace. I want us to pull healing into our now so that when we start facing the men or the relationship situations, we already have... um, enough inside of us at least to steer us in the right direction so i want us to open your mouth sincerely from your heart to begin to pray god as i hear your words today it does not fall on fallow ground it does not fall on ground that will not reproduce fruits in the name of jesus father i submit my heart in full surrender to you jesus i hear your word i hear your truth and your truth sets me free in the name of jesus i lay aside every easily besetting sin today i lay aside everything that is a distraction in my life i lay aside everything that is a negative thinking pattern in my life concerning relationships concerning marriage concerning men in the mighty name of Jesus I decree and declare that everything that you say that I am I am everything you say I have I have in the name of Jesus everything you say I can do I can do in the name of Jesus begin to affirm to yourself I have wisdom begin to affirm to yourself I have I am graced in the name of Jesus begin to affirm to yourself I will make a fantastic wife in the name of Jesus begin to affirm to yourself I have a a husband uh, who is a good leader. I have a husband uh, who understands purpose and destiny. I have a husband who will be a good father. He will not be an absent father in the name of Jesus. Uh, I will not get married to a joker. I will not get married to a man who would swerve me off the course of my destiny in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, I will not get into my marriage and two months after I'm panicking and looking for a counselor because I want to come out. Uh, I decree and declare that I will never caught a man who will abuse me verbally, emotionally, physically, or in any other way in the mighty name of Jesus. uh, I decree and declare that even if I have been a victim of circumstance before, by reason of this service, uh, I am entering the fullness of God's plan of love for me in the name of Jesus. uh, I am loved. uh, God is concerned about me. I will make the best decision by grace. uh, I will make the best decision by wisdom and knowledge in the mighty name of Jesus. uh, I take to counsel. I am not part of those people who your pastor 
all your mentors will counsel and then you do the opposite. I decree and declare that my feet hasten to obey the word of God. My feet hasten to obey the word of God. I decree and declare that the word of God watches over me when I sleep. The word of God guides me when I walk. The word of God influences my speech. Whether I am conscious or in my subconscious, I am guided by the word of God. Even concerning my relationship and my marriage in the name of Jesus. Begin to say to yourself, told you it is too late for you to make, it's too late for me already. Begin to say to yourself, Eunice, it is too late to make a wrong decision. Uche, it is too late for you to make a wrong decision. Vicky, it is too late for me to make a wrong decision. In the mighty name of Jesus. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you because we know that every time we call on your name, you hear us. And so, Father, even as we call on your name in the midst of jesting, in the midst of laughing, we ask that your mighty power will stir us aright in the mighty name of Jesus. And that by the time we come out of this meeting, we will come out liberated, free, helped, graced, equipped to make the right relationship decisions. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. Fantastic. I'm trying to see if there are any guys except essential services. Chineke, this thing is heavy, you. Please. Thank you. I need help. No, don't. The, the men are still here. Thank you so much. You can just bring it up here for me. Okay. Let me start with this. Does anyone have a question first already? Does anyone have any question already? No. All right. Yes, thank you so much. Okay, so I'm just going to start. I'm trying not to be very scripted. I have a few things I wanted to talk about. A few things I want us to address, quote-unquote, randomly, and then hopefully we can get questions from there. But first of all, let's read Genesis 24. Genesis 24. I'm just going to read certain verses and pick out some points from it. What are we talking about today? Men, money, and marriage matters. Fantastic. Genesis 24, verse 7. Verse 7. I'm reading Amplified Classic. I might read 1 Timothy 3, 1 as well. And just pick out a few things from there. Then I just want to address some particular issues that I feel um, women need to know about. All right, verse 7, the Lord, so this story is about how Abraham sent his servant, Eliezer, I believe that's his name, to go and look for a wife for his son, Isaac. And so this is Abraham saying, the Lord, the God of heaven, who took me from my father's house, from the land of my family and my birth, who spoke to me and swore to me saying, to your offspring, I will give this land. He will send his angel before you and you will take a wife from there for my son. And if the woman should not be willing to go along after you, then you will be clear from this oath. Only you must not take my son back. Before I, I start explaining that, that's the first place I want to take, start off from. I think it's very important to do this. Because, like Pastor Dami would often say, we're in an age where there is so much knowledge, but very little wisdom. 
there is so much knowledge, but a lot of foolishness around. And a lot of young, young people, even old people know, we think we know. As in, you really think you know. But at the end of the day, we know what we see in the DM. At the end of the day, we are looking for tissue. At the end of the day, what you thought God told you he was the one, and she was the one, it becomes one chance. So it's very important that no matter how much you think you know, you keep on learning. Proverbs chapter 1 talks about with learning, wisdom increases. So in other words, if you stop learning, your wisdom is decreasing. Because the wisdom that you needed to pass the job interview is not the wisdom you need to get promoted at the job. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the wisdom that you needed in year one is not the wisdom you need in year three. The wisdom you need for practical or theory is not the wisdom you need. Eh? What am I saying? The wisdom you need for theory is not the wisdom. The theory will help you. But if you don't know what exactly is what and what to pawn, how much, you're going to bang the exam. So I know you've read that book five years ago. But how does it apply five years after? I know you read that book five years ago, but how does it apply to this particular man that you are courting at the moment? Because all men are different. Yes, they have some similarities. And that's one of the things I want to, I'm going to ask us today. If you're in a relationship, hands up. Ha, Toby, Wawood. Ugoma, you're in a relationship. If I'm going to ask, if you're married, hands up. All right, fantastic. So one of the questions I'm going to ask you, people will start entering Google now. In fact, I won't ask the question now. Let me write this. I will not forget. If I ask it now, they will now Google it. Then they will now be feeling like geniuses at that time. Right? So there are some underlying qualities apply to all men. But some men are different. Some men talk a lot. Some men don't talk a lot. Some men are very prudent with their money. Some men are like, uh-uh, you are my wife. Take one million dollars. But it doesn't mean that either of them are bad, necessarily, depending on the reason the man is doing that. Um, so you, you need wisdom to continue to increase. And with the way our world is going now, all sorts of things are happening. Even with how we raise our children, the way our, my mother raised me is not necessarily the way I'm raising my own child now. There are some things that she did that are good that I'm keeping, but there are some other things that she did that I'm not doing. And when she comes into my house, I have to say, ah, mommy, no, Right? So you, we need to keep learning. The other obvious reason is that the institution of marriage is under attack. And like we're discussing in Master Life Book 3, yes, shout out. <laughs> this is my book 3 people, very wonderful. Book 2 people, people cannot even rep yourself if you are here. Book 2, hey, where are your book 2 facilitators? Meanwhile, anyway, that's a matter for another day. All right, so what was I saying? What were we discussing in book 3? Hey, the Holy Spirit. Pardon? Thank you, under attack. And we said, some, one of the things we discussed is that these attacks, these lies of the devil, are actually directly aimed at God. It's not just you. Yes, it's you, but at the end of the day, it's aimed at God. But the devil knows he can't, he can't shoot God bullets. He can't do anything. So he comes after his children. He comes after those of us that represent his image on earth. So if, if he can get us to fall, then the kingdom of God, quote and unquote, will fall. But we know that the kingdom of God keeps advancing and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. Amen? So it's very important that we add to our wisdom, no matter how much we feel we know, we add to our wisdom. And counseling is something I'm going to talk about. And then understand that the enemy, is on, the enemy is attacking the kingdom of God. And he knows he can't get God. 
So he's going to try to come to get us. But somebody say, not on my watch. Amen. All right. So let me get into the story now. Like I said, I'm just going to pick different things that I think pertain to us. So in this story, first of all, the first thing I want to talk about is Abraham has said, the God of heaven has spoken to me. And then his angel has gone before you. And that same Abraham now said, if the woman is not willing to follow you, let her go. So that's where I want to start from today. I don't know why that's where that's my beginning point. But please, even if a man comes to you and says, an angel has come before me. Can't you see the angel here? God has said to me that you are what? My wife. You are not under obligation to make a commitment to that person. You are not under pressure to now say, ah, this is the pastor that has pastored me since my year one. How can I waste all his efforts and energy? And you know, you start having very weird conversations in your heart. This is the man, he prayed for me, I got a job. He prayed for me, I graduated with a first class. He prayed for me, the issues in my family stopped. And he's now saying, God said, I'm his wife. Can he now be wrong on top of this one? And you now start thinking, after all he has done for me. But it's very clear here. The Bible said, even if she says she's not going, be gone. Now, the way you now tell the man to be gone is now another issue. Because that's one of the issues I wrote down. A lot of ladies are saucy and arrogant. You want to tell a guy no. And you have looked at him from up to down. Like, you saw me, you saw yourself, and your mind still told you to come to meet me. You saw all these other people here. You, do, you could not detect that I'm not the one you're supposed to come to. <laughs> like someone was saying yesterday, the person might not be your husband, but he might be your mentor. He might not be your husband, but he might be the husband of your sister. He might not be your husband, but he might be the person to take you to the next level in your spiritual walk. So you saying no to him as a husband doesn't mean you cannot say yes to him as something else. So the way you navigate it is very important. And so one of the skills we must have as single ladies is emotional intelligence. Is emotional intelligence. And a lot of us don't have it. Even as married women. And that is why the, at the first sign of a conflict, you want to break up. At the first sign of a conflict, you blocked the person. Blocked him on WhatsApp. Blocked him on Instagram. Your boyfriend that you already caught him, not the one that is even toasting you. If possible, you block your husband for like two days. Maybe you cannot block him on the phone, you block him in the house. See, sometimes I tell myself that I really wonder what Pidam should do to me, that my mind will say, don't give him food. Because I know women do that. Or they'll say, go and find what you eat in the kitchen. If I even tell him, please go and sort yourself out, it's not because of I. Maybe I'm very tired and I just came back or something weird. But no, no, as I'm angry, I'd rather use the heat to boil the food than to have the mind to tell him that I'm not making food for you. As in, it has crossed my mind once or twice, but I can't bring myself to do it. So it's emotional intelligence to understand that the situation and the person are two different things. And that you must not always break up at every sign of a, of a conflict. And that the way, and we're still going to talk about it. 
the way that you resolve a problem is not the way the person resolves the problem. And so both of you must find the middle ground so that there's peace in the home or in the relationship. Amen? All right, so that's the first thing I wanted to bring up. So don't, don't feel that pressure that because he's a man of God. He's a man of God. Pastor Nami is here, but can I talk? So when I met my husband, and I think I must have said this before anyway, Sha, he was a man of, no, he's still a man of God. I mean, it was that kind of thing. I didn't know he was a pastor. And then I walked with him on campus. And I was like, ah, pay down, sir, pay down, sir. I'm like, who are you really? What's going on? And then the first time I walked into a service where he was preaching, and there were hundreds of people. I had never heard him preach. Small, tiny, you think he's small now. Then he was like really, really small. And then he got on stage and he preached. I'm like, my, my God, talk to me. Go on, say it again. You, what? I was so shocked. I was so dumbfounded. And, you know, he's spitting rev, spitting wisdom. You know, my notes are full. We are discussing. He's giving me answers. And then he started telling me some things about his past relationship or about some other girls that liked him and how he responded to them. I'm like, bruh, how did you do that? Why? You shouldn't have done this. How am I the one telling you what you should have done or what you shouldn't have done? So a man of God might be very spiritually astute, but he might not know certain things about money. He might be very spiritually sound. I'm not saying that's Pastor Damis Kisu. I'm just saying. He might not know things about relationships. He might not know how a woman talks, how a woman feels, how a woman relates. He doesn't know. So because he's a man of God, should not make you feel, ah, my destiny is in your hands. Fine, he might be the one, but you still have to navigate him and see that he's growing and making progress before you even now say yes. Because if you say yes and you get into the relationship, you're going to be very frustrated because you'll be hoping that he will use word of knowledge to know how you feel. My guy is not using his word of knowledge for that. You'll be hoping that he, as you are speaking in tongues during prayer, he'll be able to interpret that the tongues mean you need him to buy something like this for your birthday. My guy has taken you to Mr. Briggs and in his mind he has done a great job. So man of God is not just, is not just by that. Alright? So moving on, to, I'm just going to touch on different matters. Verse 10, still in Genesis 24. Verse 10, still in Genesis 24. And the servant took ten of his master's camels and departed, taking some of all of his master's treasures with him. Thus he journeyed to Mesopotamia, to the city of Nahor, Abraham's brothers. This is a money matter I'm talking about now. He did not go and meet babe with nothing to show for it. Camel is, camels wear, and maybe are in some parts of the world now, is rich man, I have, I'm endowed, I have money in the account. So this that, I'm not even marrying you. You have not even said yes, but as I'm coming to you, I'm coming to you with something. So that you know that by the time you get to my house, you will balance well. Now, of course, you all know the balance. I'm not saying he has to have everything. But men, okay, they are not here, so I can't talk to them. When a man is coming to you, he must come to you with at least something on ground and then a very large, a very, what's the word I'm looking for now? What's the word now? hopeful perspective. Somebody put it like this. Um, he said, marriage is the substance, 
Courtship is the substance of a marriage hoped for. The evidence of a marriage not seen. Right? So when the man is coming to you, you should be able to see hope for substance that is to come. So while I'm all for girls, do not be a burden. Because I know some girls now want to go the extra mile. Let him pay your school fees. Let him buy you watch. Let him buy you hair. Let him send your junior brother to school. Let him send money to the village. Your mother is sick. Your brother is sick. And you know, some people, some sisters, they have two mothers, two fathers, two... They are, everything is two, right? You don't want to kill the man so that he can prove that he's a man. That's not what we're talking about. But you should be able to have enough that even when you don't ask, he can give. So that, yes, I'm not here asking you for buy me this, buy me that, but you say, out of your own sense and out of your own good heart and out of you trying to chase me and win me over, you just buy it for me, right? There's nothing wrong with that, but don't put the pressure. So when a guy comes to you and every time is, every time, two months, three months, six months, one year, Let's manage. Let's manage. God will do it. God will do it. God will do it. Like, when is God going to do it? And then some girls now fall into the error, especially when it's a man of God. Some other people shall. And then they now start sponsoring this man's life. And a lot of ladies do it. And if we're going to be sincere, one or two of them might be here. Or maybe you've done it before. Maybe you've changed now. Amen? And it's out of, ah, and he's a good guy. He's a very nice guy. He really loves me. He really takes care of me. And I say this a lot. He really takes care of me. He's very prayerful. He's very hardworking. It's just that nothing has clicked yet. And so, the first time was 10K. Then 50K. I want to go and invest in granite business. Then 30K. I want to go and invest in palm oil. Then next time, 50K. There's one agricultural land in Abekuta. And then, every investment comes back with one that story or the other and he explains to you so intelligently and you are like ah it will not be good for those people no it's not going to be good for you because you are spending your money i'm not sending a way of a curse and it can't be good for you because your money is going down the drain and you're going to be feeling the pain i didn't mean to rhyme but i just did hey just the same way i didn't mean to wear this too and i'm sure kenneth has been judging me in her mind where is kenneth yeah, I meant to go to my mom's house and show her, take a picture and send to Peter and that which one should I wear? That's how I forgot to. And two of them ended up, but my mind is tired. I don't mind. Right. But which one should I have worn, really? This one. Uh, don't be angry. So shall I remove it? I should leave it. Thank you very much. Right? So let him come with something. Let him come with something. Now, someone will say, is it that I should never give a guy money? No. You can't. Even my husband that has money, once in a while, I still give him money. Just, ah, thank you. You are a great man. You are doing a good job. Ah, you paid school fees yesterday. You spent so much. Oh, yeah, take this one by cook and cool down. Do you understand? Once in a while, just do it. So it's not like there's anything wrong. If you see that he's working hard, maybe he, wa- okay, maybe he wants to raise 100K. He will not come and tell you, I have only 7K. Can you borrow me 90? Uh-uh. So there's a way to stop. There's a difference between supporting and sponsoring. There's a difference between being considerate and generous and being stupid. Do you understand? And especially when you're doing it back to back and you're not seeing results. So main point is when he's coming to you, you should come with something tangible. 
if he's working hard, if he's making, um, getting results here and there, you can encourage him. But not pay, ah, the granite did not work today. Let's do pamkane tomorrow. Hey. All right, moving on. Let's read 16, verse 16, still in Genesis 24. If you have any questions now, please just let Mo. Where's Mo? Okay. Question, question. Even if I've touched on it or not, questions. Beckon to her and she'll come to you. And the girl was very beautiful and attractive. Chaste and modest and unmarried. And she went down to the well, filled her water jar and came up. And the servant ran... Okay, 17 is a different matter. Let's, let's address 17 separately. But 16, this is for us now. This is for us. The girl was very beautiful. We all know that men are moved by what they see. Right? And I know Pastor Nami addressed it in the first service. That um, it's not always by beauty. When a man is going through life's pressures, he is not beauty he needs. He needs a woman that can pray. He needs a woman that can support. He needs a woman that can counsel him. But generally speaking, beauty is important. And I'm really going to drive in hard on this one. Let us make even greater effort. We're doing well. We're doing good. And I'm talking to us even directly as members of Kings. And even if you're a visitor, hi, I love you. Visitor, any first timer? Any first timer here? Hi. Someone say hi. Hi. (laughs) Smile for us now. Let it out. Now, she looks like Anu. Does anyone remember Anu that was in ushering department? I've been looking at her. I'm like, are you Anu's sister? Nice to see you. So, look beautiful. And I'm, this is me marketing my customers. And I'm, I really feel, feel like I should give some people here discounts. If you are really interested, you can see me after the service. For a discount for my course, how to be a lady. There's a way to be a lady. So, everybody, you might be born female, but that doesn't make you a lady. And if you're called a lady, that's one of, the, one of the highest compliments you can get. And let's just talk about a few things practically. I feel like, are we, are we um, what's the word? We are streaming this. We are. Okay. So I need to respect, no, no, no. I'm, respect my, I'm respecting myself. We are still together. There's a way to be a lady. So we're talking about beauty. We're talking about being comported. And there are different things. We can take it from your head to your toe. And maybe we should do that. Okay, I'm in this category right now. So being a lady is not even about being perfect. Because, I mean, once in a while, we miss it. Can your hair be, even if your hair is old, this is my hair is old, I need to go and do another one. The reason I'm not doing another hair is because Uchi am not telling me which style to do. Okay, but we've concluded now. And there's, not, no, there's just no time. But even if your hair is old, can you, like, use gel and pack it? Can you not just, <laughs> don't worry, I'm not looking at anybody there. Don't worry. Can you not just let your hair just be there? No matter what, just pack it. Make it nice. If it's, there's hairspray, spray your hair, don't let it be smelling. You tie scarf when you get, once you leave church like this now, scarf from, from um, keke to your house tonight, see tomorrow is scarf. The hair is going to be smelling. And when you come close to me, I'm going to smell it. Some people have hairs growing out of their nostrils. When you're talking to me, I can see the hair. You might not be able to see, but I can see it. And God bless you, you sneeze. Some molecules will now be hanging on the kidney. We can see it. Ampits need to be taken care of. And I say this all the time. Having pubic hair is not a sign of adolescence. You need to shave and shave clean. 
Because if you don't, you're going to fall prone to body odor more. You might decide, okay, I don't like it. But you, are going to, you might have some issues with body odor. But when you shave clean, when you're bathing, you don't just pour water on your body. You take time to scrub your armpits. After shaving, whether you want to use razor, whether you want to use blade, whether you want to use um, well, um, cream or whatever, but shave clean and use deodorant. Deo what? Deodorant. Body spray and deodorant are not the same things. They don't do the same work. They are not created for the same thing. So when you use your deodorant, spray, roll on, whatever it is, stick, then you can now use body spray on your body. Deodorant is for armpits. Then be mindful of the kind of material that you wear. There's, what's that silk or lycra or whatever? Now you all know, forget it. Once you sweat, everybody's going to see it. Then you now come here and you're doing like this. Yes, and that's going to be a problem. And the guy that has seen your face from far, babe, you now come closer and he's worried. So take care of it. Your underwear, it smells. I know sometimes, and I've been there before, I will not lie. Oh my God. There are men here, shall. Yeah. We need to say these things with caution. Why are they here? Maha, why are you here? Essential duties. Okay. There are women. And I mean, you have your favorite bra. There's the bra that holds everything together, like the word of God. Do you understand? Uh -uh, what's going on? Who is, why, is the, why is the sound reacting? But please, let's watch that too. Are we saved? All right, meanwhile, there's a difference between the word safe and save. That just came to my mind now. It's not safe journey. It's safe journey. Not safe journey. Did you guys see the post I did some days ago? There's a difference between what? Session and section. So school is in session. School is not in section. I'm going to the studio. I'm going to have a rehearsal. Studios, I have a studio section tonight. No, you have a studio session tonight. Row and roll are two different words. Ah, Bimbola is here. She's tired. I know. Don't worry. Take heart. Row and roll are two different words. This is one row. This is another row of chairs. Then roll. So roll. Then roll, roll your boat. It's different. There's another one too. Row, but it's R O W, right? So let's be. All this thing too is helping English. You want to say things. Things and things are different. So there are many things, but there are many tins of milk, right? Amen. Some people I know it's mother tongue interference. It's a house. Not a house. It's not ah uh, ah. Uh, uh, it takes a lot of work for that one in particular. I know, but once you are conscious of it, start working on it. What other one did I say that is everything? It's not a, a green a green top on a blue jean. No, it's not a jean. It's a pair of jeans. So all these things. When you hear somebody speaking well, just go and get close to the person. Just be copying and pasting, copying and pasting, copying and pasting. Don't just believe that you, are, you know what you are saying. Even me as I'm talking now, sometimes, sometimes when Pastor Dami and I are talking, we'll be like, hmm, is it actually or... When I say, let's check, let's check. Go, go. 
You see the transcription. Apart from if you can't read transcription, press the audio to pronounce the word for you. It will pronounce UK for you. It will pronounce British for you. Choose your choose. But we speak British English in Nigeria, Sha. Don't just assume that you know what you are saying. As I'm talking now, I get home now. You say, ah, babe, you said. And I will correct myself. As I was saying. And hey, so back to the bra matter. We have that one that you know that when you wear it, ah, you said. You will know. Do you understand? But the bra is now tired. The bra is now smelling. And before you wore it in the morning, you were like, it's not that bad. Let me wear it. We are all here. We are all here. But what you don't know, because, because, especially because this country is hot, by the time the sweat, with the armpit that you did not really wash in the first place, and the body spray that you put now collide with the, with the smell here. Let's not even begin to talk about the one that is emanating from the lower court to the upper room. And see, I'm, even, I'm not comfortable with this man here. To God who made me. But, but wait, why, is there not a woman that can man this laptop? You don't trust her, Maha. You don't trust you've done a good job with her. Where's Pidams? Pidams, can you, Maha should really stay. trust Larry. No, it's not I don't trust you people. <laughs> My God. I'm really sorry. Forgive me my sin. Uh-uh, but what were you doing sitting down there before? But what were you sitting down there? I'm really sorry. But girls, if you guys, if I say girls, if you guys, if you need help, really, just talk to someone. They will call them for you. Or call them on phone. Uh-huh. All right, fantastic. So even here, do you know you can shave it? No, don't say of course. So I mean, you know, for some people are like, eh, never, God forbid, touch the private place. Never, no, just leave it. That's how God created it. If God wanted it to be shaved, he would have created me shaved. I mean, I'm not saying you must. I'm not saying you must. But it helps. Even if it's just... Even if it's just the sides, at least for me, the sides, I'm a bit conscious of that. I don't like when you now wear pants or you want to go and swim. You now wear um, swimming trunk. Who will now be seen? No, nah, don't do that. 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 If you want to go for vacation with your husband now, like, eh, when we all start going to Maldives for couples vacation, going to Barbados for couples vacation, we will now be wearing our swimsuits in our private parts, yeah, in the private parts of the beach. You will not be seeing your wife's, the wife's hair. No, now. Don't do that. So, and please, I hear some people steam vagina. Some people do this to vagina. I don't think that's necessary, please. It's not that deep. Some people inject something to now disinfect. Except maybe your doctor truly advises it. Or you have, there's an infection or something. I don't think that's necessary. I think the VJJ is like your eyes that cleans itself, Right? Yes, so please be very careful. It's a very, very vital instrument in life. Don't go and damage something that is not spoilt. Amen? So please, let's take care of ourselves. When you want to be a lady, don't, don't be careless. Sorry, I need to take off. I don't need to take off my shoes, but don't be careless. Don't come to church or anywhere that you now remove your shoe. You now use your leg to press it. You now be like this. I'm like, why? 
Even if he's pinching you at the back, there's a way you all use style to just maybe remove the back for like two minutes. Then you put your leg back inside and you wear the shoe on church, wear ram. Do you understand? You want to come for testimony. They've called you for testimony. Let's welcome. Um, I don't mention it, let's welcome princess. Woo! You saw the step. You did not pass the step. You just jumped this place. There's, you want to enter bus. There's gutter. You, some people say, uh, LT, you don't know because you've not entered bus since. Throughout my uni lag days, I was entering bus. Throughout. I never drove a car to school. So I know what I'm saying. There's gutter here. You did not decide to go around. You now jumped the gutter. Why? Then because the gutter was smelling. When you now jump, now, you now long spit into the gutter. Why? 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 You sit down. You scatter your leg. Why? Someone say, why? Huh? Can't hear you, Ogo. It's just comfortable sometimes. Eh, when you get to your house, continue in the comfort. So this, this something. Uh, why is your phone falling? Sorry. So you need to be conscious of these things because especially for the kind of guy you want to get married to, yes, you are growing and all, but he too wants a babe that when we go out, uh-uh, he knows I have a princess on my arm. So let's be conscious of these things. Amen? All right, I'm, just, I'm going to move away from that. So be, be, be chaste. Let me quickly address that. Chaste, and I'm going to, I'm going to shove dressing, contacts into this and physical contact, into being chaste. What does it mean to be chaste? Who can tell me what does it mean to be chaste? Ah. Ma. Undefiled, pure. Okay. So what's, can I be, can I be, oh, what's the word, how do I want to say it? Sexually inactive, but not chaste. Thank you very much. So, being chased. So, some people, I've never, I'm not having sex. I'm not watching, okay, porn. Even that one, safe. We are not chased. That decorum, as a lady, as a believer, as a representative even of kings, right? How you behave with men around is very important. Please, I'm begging you, as a sister, as a friend, as LT, as Pastor Dami's wife, please. Because guys are very easily turned on. Easily. Before you came, they might have been all right. But the moment you came, it changes the whole chemistry inside of them. So you don't come to a guy because we are all brothers and sisters together. Again, Hi, how now? Then you are rubbing back, rubbing back. Rubbing back. And I've seen that this morning already. Although from a guy to a lady. And you delayed it too, you won't say anything. Why? Because what? Because you are kind. You are guys. No, you are not guys. That's the thing. You are not guys. You are not bros. They can do it when they see themselves. They, don't, they shouldn't do it with you. You shouldn't. So, all the one of rubbing back, you now shake, you now be holding hand. How 
come now? Eh, so you were to rehearse yesterday. Still holding hand. Eh, so when did you now come? So when did it finish? Do you hear what Pidam said? All this one you are doing, in, in your own mind, you are greeting. In the man's mind, he's feeling something else. Because if, what's the sound? Do I need to go back up, maybe? Can I talk freely? Okay, all right. Because the hands have a lot of nerves in them. As in, I'm speaking science now, they have a lot of nerves in them. Even on just on that level. So when you're holding, you are sending a lot of signals through his hands. And all the signal is going like this, like this. Right? <laughs> and that's when they start saying, guys think with their eh hair. So you need to help him. Don't do that. Let's not even go as far as you are, maybe you're outside, maybe you're waiting for second service, or you're waiting to follow somebody home. You now sit down on the guy's lap. I don't ever want to see that. I'm ever. I don't care the leg that is paining you. Come and sit down in the office. Come and sit down on my head. Ask me for the keys to my car. I don't ever want to see that. Whether you're boyfriend and girlfriend safe, or you're engaged, husband and wife, Larry and Shaipo can do that one. Dundu and Mr. B, go ahead. That is, even if you have finished premarital counseling class, meanwhile, how many of you have submitted your premarital counseling forms? You collected and you submitted? None. Oh, you have submitted. Okay, thank you. Please, if you are still holding our form, you are the reason the class is being held back. I'm looking at you. <laughs> right? So don't do that. Don't even allow them come to you and slap your back in terms of play, play. We are, no. Because in a club, they take enter dance. Don't do it. Don't allow. So be chaste. Please, if a guy sends you funny messages, clear him. I mean, you know, there's a way you can clear, like Pastor Dami has taught me, there's a way you can clear that is two weeks later, he will know that you cleared him. But his brain will be too busy thinking about, ah, what did this girl just say to me? He will not be able to send you another one. Then when he now finally gets it, he will now get it. But don't stop all this topic, I like it. All this topic, I like, you are enjoying the attention. So when he sends you a funny message, you reply with, uh-uh, is God going to be happy with this? Then he now, but, but he, is God going to be happy with this? It's not a no. Do you get? <laughs> then he will not reply you. Uh, okay, Peter told me something. He said that God has many children, but I'm the black sheep of the family. You will not laugh. Ka, 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 ka. What's funny? What's funny? You're enjoying it. Then he will now send you another line. Or maybe he might stop for like maybe one day or two days. You will now feel, oh, we are, he's, he's, he was a, it was a day of weakness. We are still cool. You will now be talking to him. Then two days later, he will now come with reinforcement. That two days later, your body is feeling somehow that day. He will now reply. He will now send something. He will now reply with heart emoji. That's yes. You did not say yes, but he has interpreted it as yes. I know guys kiss and tell a lot. Do you know? They say that girls gossip, but guys kiss and tell a lot. So that your man, I know these days of screenshots, of voice recording, of everything. How will you start defending yourself? Where will you start from? The one that you did not even do self, they will say you did it. So you need to be very careful. I know that you want to marry. I know that emotions are rising. But please, let's be guided. This issue of counseling and accountability is a big deal. It's a very big deal. And I know Pastor Dami, he's, he's spoken about it so many times, so passionately. You cannot have been cutting your boyfriend 
for six months. Then I come and tell Pastor Dami, we are thinking of doing marriage December. We have been cutting well, we have been cutting for three months and we are thinking of traveling together. You've already decided. What do you want me to say? If I tell you, don't marry him now, won't you say your pastor is wicked? Won't you say, at best, we'll advise you and counsel you and hope that you take it. But it is very important that you carry people along because everybody has a blind spot. The guy will be saying something to you that will be sweeting you. But by the time you table the matter to a mentor or to Pastor Dami or to me, we'll say, ah, but. Then we'll now ask you a question about that but and you won't be able to answer. So what counseling does for you is not to burst your bubble. It's not to say no. It's to help you. It's to give you perspective that you don't have. Some people say, um, yes, it's a good. some people don't even know that there are some questions that they are supposed to ask. So it's not even a matter of you don't want to do the right thing, but you don't even know what to do to do the right thing. So that is what counseling does for you. So the minute you start realizing you are liking a guy, or a guy is liking you in this direction, this is how he's going, you begin to talk to people. You begin to ask questions. Don't wait until um, Gary has passed water or water has passed Gary before you start asking questions. It's very important. So this also brings me to the issue of dressing. And I know we speak about it so often, but it's very important. Issue of dressing. Girls, we are doing a great job. I don't want to believe that people dress well in church and don't dress well outside. It's very important. Pastor Bimba always used to say, how you dress is how you will be addressed. You might not intend to, um, um, what's the word? Um, carry out that kind of aura, but when a guy sees you and everything is showing, or like we said in the service meeting, there's a difference between fitted and tight. If some, and some tailors, eh, they don't like tight. They say, ah, no, this one fits you very well. Ah, this one is snatched. There's a difference between fitted and tight and uncomfortable. And some people that are even doing tight, they don't even have the body shape for the tightness. So it's just in, in the wrong direction. But when you're doing that, you're passing across, you're calling for attention. That is what you're doing. And unfortunately, that kind of dressing only calls for the wrong type of attention. It calls for, because you can dress very nice and still be appealing. I don't think I was naked the day Pastor Dami saw me. In short, I don't think I've been naked. I don't, well, before he met me, I've had some episodes. But I was not naked the day he met me. I've never gone outside naked, by the way. But I don't have breasts to show like that, Seth, so there's no need. But I've had my mini scared days. And it's true now. But I've had my mini scared days, the days before Kada burnt my leg. But it doesn't profit, it doesn't profit you. Because what he's going to see is going to see, ah, uh-uh, she wants me to come to her. So you are saying no with your mouth, but you're saying yes with your dressing. And then some people now add a walk to it. So the walk is notice me or I die. Notice me, as in you are calling everybody, as in intentionally, you now spray the right kind of perfume that will call them the more. So there's attention, there's good attention, and then there's bad attention. I want to get noticed, it's good to get noticed as a lady, I mean, that's one of the hallmarks of being a lady. If nobody notices you, then you are doing something wrong, in a sense. But if they're noticing you for all the wrong reasons, then there's a problem. Amen? Amen. So dressing is very important. 
Um, let me talk a bit about married women. Let me just address verse 17, then I'll come a bit to married women. Verse 17, Genesis 24. And the servant ran when he saw Rebekah. He ran to meet her and said, I pray you, let me drink a little water from your jar. And she said, drink my Lord. And she quickly let down her jar, yada, yada, yada. And if we go forward, we see that at each step of the way, the servant was telling Rebekah what he wanted what he was here for. He ran to meet her and said, this is what I want. Right now, I need water. So when a guy is, is talking to you, what, what exactly are we talking about here? You want to marry me. Why? You are calling me midnight. Why? You are sending me text message with, I know when guys start sending you, hi, dear, Hi, babe. Hi, sweetie. Why? I, I've not heard from you today. Uh-huh. Um, I have, please, that, have you eaten on good AM? That just, just count me out of it. I'm not part. Um, just, see, see, when a guy starts talking to you in abbreviations, just put him in one corner face. Because he's not yet ready to, he's not, he's not, if you are too lazy to mentally compose a message and send to me and communicate your thoughts to me, you're not ready. You're not ready. If you're writing text message like this, how will you write your letter in the office? Then tomorrow you're not going to tell me that your boss gave you query. You're just starting. You're writing am instead of I'm. Come off it. Please. So, um, this is a very, so when, he, when a guy starts, he's here, he's there, coming to see you today, coming to see you tomorrow, why? What exactly does he want? And because, like I, like I keep saying, if you don't give a, a guy standards, he's going to go the whole nine yards. Guys need standards. Somebody say that. Guys need standards. You need to give them standards. That's if he doesn't come with correct standards. Or, you need to. At, at different stages, I mean, there are different standards for different stages. You want to get married when? Not let's see how it goes. Not when I get a job of my dreams. Pay the job of your dreams does not now come in the next six years. Because you need to build to get the job of your dreams, probably. When? And you see, girls, don't plan your wedding in your mind by yourself. Because you will be planning alone. Even me that I was in a relationship with somebody that wanted to marry me. When I was planning wedding with him, he said, I'm not sure. You probably heard that story before. You haven't, you must have. When I say it, you now know. After four, three years or four years of courtship, I was asking my boyfriend the week of Valentine, what colors would you like for the wedding? I don't know. How many guests? Well, what do you think? How do you think the wedding is going to be? I, I, I don't know. Ah. After four years, Omar, that's the night I said, you know what it's like, you're not ready for this. Of course, we resolve the issues after many tears and several missed calls. But you need to hear that day, I can never forget, 70 missed calls in one night. I could not believe it. I keep on saying I'm looking forward to those days again, but really, I don't need them, right? <laughs> I don't need them when there's no um, emergency, God forbid, right? 
So you need, you need to give them standards. Okay, oh, now that you now know. When, because after some time, he bought me tickets, flew me to the UK, said he will never leave my side again, and all of that. Okay, now that you have said me sorry, when are we doing the wedding? When is the wedding going to be? He gave me timeline. Okay, we can now be friends. Do you understand? But he needs to let you know. Um, okay, you want to get married so so and so. Um, six months to time, I've not met anybody in your family. Uh-uh. You don't do that. He's not, see, I get that you're not marrying the family per se. <sighs> yes, but he's not the only one that's supposed to love you. Just say, ah, he loves me. So you now don't care what the family members say. Don't do that. Don't do that. And I'm beginning to inch into family issues now. I agree that, yes, I'm married to the man. So mother-in-law, father-in-law, sister-in-law should not come and dictate what I should do in my house or come to my house and stay for six months and don't go. I agree. Don't do that. But don't say, oh, my, my girlfriend loves me. My, my boyfriend loves me. So he will talk to the family. She will talk to the family. You're setting up yourself for troubles. Now, later, when your children come, at the point of delivery, when there's family crisis, you are setting up yourself for trouble. Why do you even want to marry into a family that, you don't, that there's no connection, there's no joy, there's no bond, they don't know you, you don't know them? Right? So it's very, that, that's very important. Um, I was saying something before that. I forgot to So let me, let me start addressing married women. How many people know, you know your husband's temperament? Shia, what's your husband's temperament? She's drinking water. And Dundu, what's your husband's temperament? Dundu, you're on a phone call. What's your husband's temperament? Mel San. Is GB San? It's possible, Shia. For his then dominant Abi, he's what's the second one? The first one is dominant, the second one is what? Secondary. Maybe I know that male for sure, Sha. And child, this author has not finished. What's your husband's temperament? Pardon? He's thinking. BBB. <laughs> Some of you will not know what BBB is. It's very important. <sighs> okay. Let me leave that for a minute. Let's talk about critical issues that affect marriages sometimes. I'm still going to come to that. Okay, I'll come back to the conflict resolution. Let's talk about this issue of childbearing, finances, and yeah, so the whole pregnancy period. Did you need just step out? Okay, and she needs this part too. Shia has been. Okay, you are here. You are, you are learning too. And I'm sure Shia might have one or two things to share in this area as well. So when a woman becomes pregnant, a, a lot is going on. People don't understand. A lot is going on. Your body is changing. You're becoming bigger. Your nose is becoming wider. You can't wear your shoe again. So you go back and know this lady likes I'm talking about that, about putting legs together. You go back and not even do it. Right? It happens at some stage in pregnancy. You can't lace your shoe again. You, to bend down and buckle your shoe is a problem. Um, your emotions are all over the place. You are crying and they're asking you, why are you crying? You don't know. You enter a place, you want to cook food, the food is irritating you, I say you're not cooking again. Husband is hungry. Your body, your back is paining you today. Your husband massages the back. You say, no, it's not there. It's here. But you said back, eh, it's this back. Not this back, it's this back. You are having all sorts of cravings. You send out your husband to buy a mala at 12. He comes back at 12.30. You now feel like eating shawarma. 
it's a lot going on. As the pregnancy advances, you are just tired. You're like, can this baby just come? You are just tired. How about the sex department, uncle? You are, you, are, you are tired, you are heavy, your back is paining you, all the smells are irritating you. But your husband wants to have sex. I know, like, Pastor Damia is trying to really, really teach me. Because I'm still learning in this department. I'm okay, but I can be better. He says, sex is not just a desire. It's a need. Men need it. What do you need? Dami, what do you need in your life generally? What, what is a need? they need. So without money, how will you feel? How will you feel without money? You feel empty. Sad. Mm. Who else? You have mood swings. You don't be feeling somehow. Pardon? Something is wrong. You will not have ginger. Then somebody will now send you a bill. Ah, God. Okay, what else is a need for? Hi. What's your, yes. What's your name? Elizabeth. What's the need? What do you consider to be a need in your life? Apart from money. What's a need in your life? You see money. Okay, it's not. Man. I hear man in this region. Man is a need. And without that man, that man there, you're feeling like what's really going on. Huh? Yeah. Okay. You can't think of anything like that. You're so content in life. Ah, I hope your husband is like that in the sex department. Because it's not all men really, but most. One more person. I want to know a need. Leaving this country. Leaving this country. So, how do you feel when you are in this country? Tired, angry, irritable. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? So, these kind of feelings are how a man feels when he doesn't have sex. And Pastor Dami will tell me, when I don't get it, I'm suffering or I'm trying hard to distract myself. I'm like, Jesus told you to see your life. You're making Pastor Dami suffer. How can suffering be a word synonymous with my marriage? It's not synonymous in Jesus' name. Amen. So, somehow, you have to find a way. And this is now a gray area. But I'll be careful and just mind myself. Even if you feel you can't have direct sex. This married women, no. Married women. Married women. And listen, sometimes even if your husband is not telling you, maybe he has been telling you for some time, you want sex, he wants sex, and you're not answering. After some time, you're going to keep quiet. Especially if he's a good guy, he'll keep quiet. But that keeping quiet is not that, okay, we are, no. No. It's not. So don't even just gawk it. And don't push him into temptations of other sorts. So you have to, see, and there's sometimes, Pastor Dami, you know Pastor Dami does not used to sleep. So 3 a.m., when I'm going into part two and a half of my sleep, you will just be a laying on of hands. And in my soul of soul, I'm really saying, God, God, if it is your will, let this cup pass over me. 
And I will not lie to you. Peter, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying. And really, and truly, there are some times that that sleeper, I'll sleep it. I'm like, I'll wake up by seven just before it's time to bath the children and just, you know, give him a bit of something light sooner so that he will know I'm sorry. So that when we wake up, the first thing we are talking about is not. Because the greeting the next morning is always different. It's always different. But, so, but now I'm trying better. You know, because sometimes that sex is not always, sex is not always the pleasurable sex. Sometimes the sex is just service. It's not, it shouldn't be like that all the time. Oh. But it's not all the time, especially for women. And so for, for some women, especially some women that are here, they are the men of the relationship. Oh. They are the ones that want a morning, noon, and night. Right? So sometimes it's not, it's not always that I'm in the mood. Or I want to off pants and tear bra and everything and, you know, get freaky with it. There are just sometimes that, okay, just let's, let's, let's make you happy. Have your way, oh Lord. Do you understand? Abraham said, Sarah said to Abraham, my Lord, have your way and just be happy. And I want you to be happy. And I go back to sleep. Right? But he's happy. I've made him happy. So that makes me happy and we're good to go. Right? So even when you are pregnant and dealing with it, because nine months is a long time. For a man to have sex, sexual sex is a long time. So whether you want to use hand, ah, I'm not feeling somehow, because I mean, you don't want to say this part, because I'm looking at Miss Adenio Juna, and she's like, ha, children of nowadays. I don't know. <laughs> For married people only. Okay, so I should not go ahead. Okay, right. Uh-huh. Yes, it's very it's true, it's true, because these things, we are trying to direct, but the devil always come and try and usurp it. Uh-huh. But for married women, shall just know when you're, when you're pregnant with part two, when you're pregnant with part one, just know that sex should not be an absent matter because you are pregnant. And especially depending on the kind of man you have, or even for you yourself, as you're going through that pregnancy, don't be disgusting about it. I'm not talking to anybody here, I'm just saying generally. You don't need to be disgusting about it. A lot of times, I'm going to finish in three minutes. Questions. Are there any questions? Okay, so bring the questions. Let's just do that now. We know we grew up, and I think sometimes it's just psychological. We grew up um, watching Nigerian movies where people are pregnant, so they must spit. Where people are pregnant, so they must vomit. People are pregnant, so I must eat for two. All those kind of things. And so when you got pregnant, between the excitement and the psychological buildup, you just felt you must spit. There are some people that do spit. I'm not saying spitting is a lie. I'm not saying throwing up is a lie. But check yourself. And see, even based on the supernatural, it's not compulsory anything happens to you. It's not. I said this before, but a lot of you were here when I was pregnant with my two children. I, will, I, didn't, I didn't have bed rests. And I'm not saying anybody that had that, they are not supernatural. I'm not saying that at all. But I positioned myself, even before I had children, I read up on it, I believed it, and it worked for me. Um, even people that might have been ill or bedridden or one thing, their deliveries might have been shorter than my own, easier than my own. I had a tear when I had my first child. Some of them, some people tell me they pushed out their baby and it came out once and they had no tear. I'm like, glory to Jesus. The good man is like, hey, tear, Jesus. <laughs> right? Don't worry. You'll be okay. You'll be okay. 
right? But I didn't have anything. I didn't have, if I had back pain, maybe, I don't know, it was very mild, maybe once or twice. It wasn't an issue. I wasn't having swollen feet. I wasn't having acid reflux. So you can pray these things in. Read up about it. If there are things, I knew for acid reflux, I needed to drink a lot of water. I needed to chew a lot of mint. So if you need to do that, do that. Science has made things, has made things easy for us. So don't say because I'm pregnant, I must now become anyhow. As you're coming out of the pregnancy, it's not compulsory that after you have children, you must now be size, size, size 14 for the rest of your life. It's not compulsory, except you like it and your husband does not mind. It's okay. And it's not even compulsory to be slim. I'm not saying Lekpa is the name of the game. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you're really slim before, and then you put on weight, especially, my, see, one of the first things my father told me, I don't like fats. He told me before even we started cutting, he said, I don't like fats. Thankfully, me too, I don't like fats. And so, once my baby was 10 weeks old, I started going to the gym. This is if you want to, it's not compulsory, and if your husband wants to. So I started going to the gym. Of course, easy exercise, I wasn't stressing myself. I started eating differently, because when, when I had my baby, when I was breastfeeding, different, when I started exercising, different. And lose your weight, it's not compulsory that people say, ah, see Hannah, she's giving, she's a mother of four, that's why. Even if she's a mother of four, it does not mean that she must now give up everything. Do you understand? You can still look. Don't now be eyeing another woman. You will now be feeling depressed and having low self-esteem. Or when your husband look like this, that's how you're always doing. You now start getting angry. Just lose the weight. Buy the clothes. Buy the sexy underwear. And be okay. Stretch marks. Buy cream. Book an appointment with a dermatologist. They will help you. And the one that does not go glory to Jesus, your husband will like you like that. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's uh, uh, this question is an essay. Let me look for a shorter one first. If you like someone and the person is aware but doesn't return, you say doesn't return the favor. <laughs> if you like someone and the person is aware but doesn't return the favor, is it okay to kill the feelings and just be friends instead? So, aka, should I shoot my... Right. Okay. If the person knows... Now, first question is, how, are you sure the person knows? Because, like I said, because you are shaking hands and going for drinks and going to cinema together, it doesn't mean the person knows you like them. Especially for a guy. A guy can be, very, can be very slow emotionally. They can be very, they are not sensitive, generally speaking. Not all of them, but generally speaking. They don't pick those kind of vibes like that. They might just think, ah, oh, nice girl. Pastor Bimbo always tells that story, and I always like to tell it of this kind of guy who had been going out with this girl. You know, they would go out for dates, go out, you know, cinema, different things. After three years, she finally took him out for yet another dinner and said, what are we really doing? When are we getting married? She married, we're just friends. Then she almost dropped dead. And this is real life stories, not tales by moonlight. Real life stories. And there are girls like that. You assume that because he's taking you out and buying you gifts, that there's something. No, he's doing that for three other girls. Either because he has the money or he's just a nice guy. God forgive you if you miss someone. Okay, let me not use the person I want to use. It's too close to a comfort. Right? So my first question is, that, is he really aware that you like him? Don't assume. And if you are not sure, you might need to space the gap of how you guys are relating. Because if you now space the gap, his response will now be an indication of what he's really thinking. If there's a gap and 
he doesn't call you, that means, ah, okay, no outing today, no outing today, no need. If he notices there's a gap and he calls and says, ah, how far now? You've not called me today, hope nothing. And you say, no, nothing, no, I've just been busy. And he says, okay, bye-bye, see you tomorrow. Ah, you know nothing is happening. But if he now calls and says, I've really missed you, I've been thinking about you all this while. Are you okay? Eh, something, something, something. I really love you, really been thinking about you. Eh, hey, you can now say, okay, it's like this response is different. Then you can now jump on that and say, okay, you missed me. Why do you miss me? What do you mean by that missing? Then you cannot have the conversation. So if you can create a rift, artificial or real, create it, Sha, and see what the response is. When he's responding, then it's not as if you are the one doing the talking. It's like the talking just happened naturally and then you can now discuss it. However, if you feel bold or up to it enough, and especially if it's hurting your soul, because it can be really painful if you like someone and the person is right there and the person is just not, yes, daddy, obviously, you've been there, yeah. It can pain, I get it. So I think probably for you to just get it off your chest if you can't create a rift and you just want to, you are a face it, you are a solution-driven person, right? You can just go and say, listen, this is how I feel about you. Is it mutual? Do you think it's something that can be worked on? If not, if it's not, that if, I see, when he says it is not like this, you see? As in, as in, oh my God. As in, be gone. Be what? Be gone. Don't now call back two days later. I've just been thinking about what we spoke about two days ago. Don't call back three days later and be like, and I was praying and the Holy Spirit was really telling me that. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Let's just go back to being friends. Don't do that. Don't say, okay, I've healed in three days. Don't worry, I can take it. We can just be friends. Don't deceive yourself. Then he will now tell you next week that he's dating somebody. You will not be conniving in your house as a kid again. It might not be real killing. But in your mind, you're not wishing that Okada would jam her. Wishing that tomorrow he will, they will transfer him from his job to your own office so that you'll be seeing him more. You'll just be thinking all sorts of devilish things in your mind. So please, just be guided. You probably make me off my shoe. By the way, there's nothing like off my shoe. There's nothing like off my clothes. There's nothing like off the lights. You take off your shoes. You take off your clothes. You switch off the light. You turn off the light. Amen? Amen? Thank you very much. All right, so I hope that has helped answer that question. Ah. Oh. Um, when the Bible says in Genesis 1, I think in chapter 3, that her, ah, this question, Pidam has to help me, that her desire shall be for her husband. What does it mean? I have my own answers, but I want Pidam to help me first. Then I'll, let, let's take the essay question. Pastor told you, okay. Pastor earlier said you can even give your husband money to appreciate him or even loan him money if he needs your help. I was going to consider dating a guy and he asked me to help him raise funds while he was doing his master's program. And that, and that kind of pissed me off or was a big turn off for me because I was still considering to date him and he's asking to borrow money. Yeah, that's kind of a turn off. 
My question here is, if you are considering dating a guy and he asks you to borrow him money, even if you think the guy is a serious person, is it still okay to go ahead to date the person? I have a question. This is what I think. Babe, you can begin to draw clothes. That's the last question. Um, this is what I think on different levels. If you guys are friends, if you guys are friends, yes, he's asking you about, you guys are cool. You are friends. You are, you are okay with him. He's okay with you. He's not a bad person. If you decide out of the personal generosity of your heart, not even on a, of, on a level of romantic feelings, you want to be a blessing to him. You want to sow towards the greatness of his future. As a Christian that you is, you can go ahead and give him money. But something I learned from Pastor Colin and Pastor Dami is that generally when you are giving people money, especially that type of money, let it be money that if it never comes back, you are happy, it's gone. So don't give money with the, with the, with the kidney at the back of your mind that one day, I gave him 50k today. In two years, you're able to give me 567k. Or that as he's going for this master's now, he will learn green card. Then he will come and take me and green card is my destiny. So this 50,000, I'm sowing it as a seed for my green card future. No. So the motive for giving the money, if you're going to give it, should not be all of that. So if you decide as a generous person, just as a friend, you want to give it to him, fine. You can give it to him unless he be going his way. If he's a person that you want to say yes to, you feel you can say yes to and you have enough tangible reasons for that and you can see that he's hardworking and maybe he has, he has also given you before too. And not that he's just trying to toast you and he has never given you anything and then he's coming to ask you for money. That is off. Is that a word like off-putting? Is there a phrase like that? Off-putting. I think so. Yeah. Puts you off. Let you all be safe. If you are not sure, use the safe word. Puts you off, Right? So if, you've, if he's never done anything for you, I think it's awkward for him to ask and you can humbly and politely decline. But if he's done stuff for you before and you can see um, the work of his hand is progressing and you feel, I can spend the rest of my life with this person, then you can go ahead and do it. But I don't think it should be a continuous thing. So not the one that when he's now there, he will now say the money is not complete. The, you know, it was part payment I made. I need more money for full payment. I need money for house. And you know, when you travel to the abroad, you are paying for everything. Lights, you are paying. Water, you are paying. Bus fare, you are paying. So, uh, hey, so be guided. All right, Pidams, please, can we welcome? Make welcome. Please help me celebrate my amazing wife. Done so, so well. You know, you guys are blessed to all these things. Many people don't get to know these things until they've been married for three, four, five years. So, her desire shall be to her husband. Let's quickly read it so that we have context. Genesis. I think this last question. Yeah, Genesis three sixteen. This last question is very important because there's a generation of men who have not been properly schooled. So there are some people now, and then there's a generation of women who are doing well in terms of their career progression. So they have a, a great earning capacity. So we're hearing stories of people not in this house, right? And we don't want it to be the case in this house 
of people saying, I'm literally sponsoring my boyfriend. Do you know some of your friends? Like they're the ones who pay the house rent, the ones who buy the car and all of that. It is not the norm, so don't entertain it, right? Your role should be to inspire, support, challenge that person. Don't become any man's ATM. Are you listening? And the reason I'm saying it is, this thing is what causes that thing. Genesis 3, verse 16. To the woman, he said, that's God speaking, which is punishment. I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain, you shall bring forth your children, and then your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Then, of course, now spoke to Adam, uh, because you have heeded the voice of your wife, and eaten from the tree of which I commanded you. You shall not, saying you shall not eat of it, curses the ground for your sake, in toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. But please go back to verse 16. His desire shall be to your husband. What does that mean? Some people can, you know, their theological concepts around it. But let me just tell you the simple thing. It just means that part of the punishment of fallen woman is that sometimes when you don't want to desire that man, once you've seen him as your husband, even when God is telling you he's not the one, you will not be able to let your heart go. And someone is going to receive their deliverance today because that thing is a part of the consequences of the fallen nature of man. Where you know God will say to you, this is not your husband. But because you see him as your husband, inside that prayer meeting where the fire of God is born, you are crying. God is moving, you know. You are crying inside your heart because you haven't let go of that guy. In fact, you saw his wedding pictures last night. In fact, you even saw that the children are now in America. But the desire is part of the consequences of that woman going outside of the will of God. So the desire being to the husband means in marriage, in fact, whether you're in marriage or not, your desire is supposed to be to God. And that's why Paul says that a single woman, her desire is to God and she's able to serve the Lord. So every human being's primary desire is supposed to be to the Lord. So even in marriage, you're supposed to be devoted to the Lord, submitted to your husband as submits to the Lord, right? Are you following this? But as a single person, whether you are already married or not, once in your mind you have envisioned this person being, as your, being your husband, if I, you would tell people you've broken up, but three weeks later, you go back. It's a burden of fallen man. That means that if you're dealing with that right now, you need to appropriate the redemptive power of Christ over that scenario. Because there are people who have soul ties from secondary schools. So let me give you some examples of people who might have these challenges. If you lost your virginity to somebody, yes, you lost it. You don't say you gave it. Anytime you give your virginity outside of marriage, you lost it. I'm sorry, but can I say like it is? He said, no, but I knew what I was doing. You didn't know what you were doing. Because if you knew what you were doing, 13 years after it happened, you won't still be seeing yourself in primary 2A uh, or J <laughs> SS1B behind glass beaker and uh, Bonson burner between principal's office and, and girl's dormitory. Maybe we should still call him dormitory because it sounds like dummy. 
Adomi tree, a tree of Adomi is like, <laughs> right? So you need to appropriate. So if you, if you were in that scenario, that will hurt you. If you were used, like you sponsored somebody, you didn't give it up, but you sponsored somebody and you, you know, like green card or whatnot, instead of getting green card, you had red card. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Some of you, they give me a yellow card. Yellow card, you didn't get the signals. They gave you yellow card once. You caught them doing something funny. You challenged them. Say, let me give them another chance. Two yellow cards would be what? Red card, right? So there might be certain scenarios where in marriage are pardonable because of the tie of covenant. Whereas if that happens outside of marriage, you are not yet covenanted. Do you understand? So, in marriage, you are one. So, if that person does certain things, it's as good as you doing it. Why are you looking like I just fell from the sky? Yeah, so if you, you know, and then, so, but you need to appropriate the blood. What do I mean by appropriating the blood? The same way a man has to appropriate the blood over his business to say the ground will not be hard. My business will not be difficult. That's the same way the woman must appropriate the blood, saying, I must stop liking Latif. Right? Ayokunle that took Ayo out of your heart. I must stop. And you, you, the same way you believe that Christ has forgiven you for all your sins, you also believe that he has delivered you from the soul tie. Because the part, you know, when you have a soul tie, the proof is this. That any contact you have with the person, your soul still moves in a certain direction. So it's a soul tie. There's a rope that is still cut. So you see the picture. It's a lie. It's still mine. After three children. You have a soul tie you haven't broken. And the way you do it is not by saying, no, I'm fine. Willpower, affirmations. No, you appropriate the blood the blood because he has delivered us from the curse of the law and all the consequences of the fallen nature thank you so much Peter. thank you so much i just say two quick things before i go i want to encourage by the way can we celebrate lt for doing an amazing 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 thank you sarah thank you everyone i just really want to encourage us i've been there a lot some of you must have read my story online or whatever um i haven't always been like this before I met P. Dams, Goma will know my gist. When I came to Unilag, I was already calm by that time, Sefo. I mean, my year one, I was still trying to find my path. I used to club a lot. Like, club. I didn't used to do all night because I was in secondary school for Christ's sake. I'm now thinking about that. What was I doing? But I used to club a lot. Skirts. I still have some pictures of skirts like this. I was a babe. As in... Everybody knew it. I was a babe. One of the popular girls in my school, I went to QC. Um, ask anybody in 2006 sets. Told you for Everybody knows. They don't know. They were living under a rock. You know, they were in off-corridor class. Yeah. You know those off-corridor classes? Uche. R-S-T. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't... I haven't oh, I, so I know. I get it. I, I had several boyfriends. God just saved me. As in... You see, God is intentional. And when he's, when he's pulling you, please respond early. Because some, for some people, the, the, the effects are bad. 
are bad. I don't know how God did it that he had mercy on me the way he did. And I'm so grateful. I clubbed. I had boyfriends, uni boyfriends, secondary school boyfriends. But I never slept with anybody. I don't know how. I went to all those parties. I never drank. Just give me my bedu blasting. I dance. I take pictures. And I'm off. So I know the temptations that come with being a young person and all of that. This emotional intelligence thing we're talking about is real, and I posted about it recently. A guy knows that women generally are emotional. We are moved by what we hear. Let's not lie. Let's not lie. Some women are different, but generally when a guy tells you nice things, you are happy. When he soothes your heart, you are happy. When he tells you you're looking beautiful, you are happy. Even as a wife, when he tells you, oh my God, my house is looking beautiful. Oh my God, this wonderful children you're blessed me with. You are happy. It soothes you. So what I said in that post is like, guys already know this. So it's like somebody coming into an exam hall with chips. If that person writes the exam with the chips, the person is going to pass. But you cannot really determine if the person actually understands the topic that was taught. So what you need to do is that you need to isolate the person take out the chips, and give him other exam questions. So you cannot just be moved by what a guy is saying to you. He will tell you the nice things you want to hear. And listen, even if he's a born-again guy, he's still a guy. He will tell you nice things you want to hear, but set other questions for him. Set the time question for him. I want to marry by so-so and so time. And we cannot... Pastor Dami, it's not that we started dating today. He started coming to my house tomorrow and staying till 11 p.m. No, we met in March. And this one was actually him. Me, I didn't mind him coming earlier. But we met in March. Pastor Dami didn't come into my house and sit down like a king till December. I'm not saying you have to do it. But I'm just saying put some things in place. Just don't do your relationship anyhow. Do you get? When he's coming to your house, once, five naira, he has not brought to your house. Say, ah, mommy, take egg. Mommy, take yam. Just be coming and eat. Ask for malt to wash it down. Say they are playing ball by 9 o'clock. It's, so, ah, it's 8.30. I won't make it. If I leave now, ah, mm, traffic. I won't make it. Let me just stay. Egg he did not bring. So you need to be very mindful of these things. Don't, don't just take his word for it. Set the time exam for him. Set the friend exam for him. Don't say all his friends all his friends say good things about him. Before Uncle, ask his ex, ask his mother, ask his sister, ask his, look at his Instagram profile, look at the people's comments, what do people comment about him? Ask his former pastor, the church that he left, he abused, go there, ask them about him. Set other tests for him, set the money test for him. Set the capacity building test for him. Set the spiritual. See, some of you will just be praying for him. God has given me the womb of a mother, the womb of a mother. I'm a nurturer. I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray for you. I don't worry, I've covered you in prayer. Uh. <laughs> Please set prayer tests for him. When he comes to church, you invite him to Kings, and he's like this from morning to night. Uh. When Sister Vicky Vick is giving a melodious worship to God, we cry of a father, hallowed be. Vicky comes like this, and he's just standing throughout. Cooper will come, Dami Praise will come, P Dance will come, and he's just standing like this. First invitation, second invitation, third invitation. It's questionable. I'm not saying he's not saved. I'm not saying he's not heaven bound. But maybe, perhaps, 
you might be lacking fire in your house. You decide, am I fine with cold porridge? Or do I need hot porridge in my house? Now you know. And you know with cold things, any sort of thing can settle on cold things. Right? And even if you say cold things, some things will come and die in cold things and stay there. Your house will not be smelling. So be very careful. So emotions, I want us to be careful about our emotions and how we listen to men. And finally, for married women as I leave, this issue of in-laws. Your mother-in-law does not have to be a witch. Your mother-in-law does not have to hate you. Your mother-in-law does not have to prefer her son to you. All those stories, it doesn't have to be your case. Say, it doesn't have to be my case. Say it again, it doesn't have to be my case. So young people, to you say, be calm. Some people, you've already gone into marriage. You're already planning to go into the marriage with, with fights. No. You're already ready to defend your territory. Nobody is dragging your territory with you. Be calm. This mother, you know it. You know it. I think theoretically you might know it, but you don't know it practically. This mother has raised this boy for 28, 32 years before you came in six months and took him away. It's not easy. I know what I'm passing through. We went to buy school uniform yesterday. See the bill they gave us. We went to buy socks, shoe. Your children, my children are going back to school. Please pray for me. Amen. See, I know the money I spent. I've been in online school for one year. Every morning, online, teaching, coming, how to read. I know what it has cost me to pay for DSTV every month so that they can watch a uh, Paw Patrol. To teach confession. I know what that. So, so it's, it's, not, it's not unimaginable. It's not rude. It's not bad that the woman will feel connected to her child. It's not. It's not out of place. It's not. Even with science, if you research it, you would show that mothers and sons, even years after the man has grown, there are neural pathways in the mother's head that is still connected to her son that she gave birth to. So this is not even her that is trying to impose herself. There are just things happening in her brain. So your response to her should not be, ah, mommy, you didn't call before you came. Ah, mommy, no, this effort is for my husband. You can eat or crow. No. What these parents really want is for, just for somebody to love them. Just for somebody to understand them too. Just for somebody to say, ah, mommy, I'm in your area. Or should I come? They just want to gist. If you go and meet your grandparents today, they can talk from morning till night and it's like they're just starting. Give it to them. Give it to them. They're not living within your house. And even if they are, well, that's another topic altogether. But if you go and watch my video on boundaries, they're not going to stay there forever. Just accommodate. Even if you know she's wrong, at best, go and talk to your husband, babe. I think, how do you think we should approach it? Let him now go and talk to her. Not the one that you're not going to confront her. Mommy, no, no, we don't do it like that here. We don't do it like that here. Or you'll be carrying face. For what? That's even disrespectful. Forget in-law. It's disrespectful, first of all. So you need to learn to accommodate. Love them. Sometimes, even if really and truly, the mother-in-law does not like you. Uh-uh. Love is a language that is very difficult to resist. Over time, keep putting it. Keep putting it. Keep... One day, she will not know when she will laugh at your joke. She will know. One day, you know, sometimes mother-in-laws, they will not tell you sorry. But they will just come to the house. Ah, I bought shoe for Junior. Ah, ah, she, ah you are cooking there for Wow, this food is so nice. They've told you sorry. Please take it and be going. Amen. God bless you. We are going to have wonderful marriages in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey. 
<laughs> All right, we're done. Okay, freedom time should just finish. All right, fantastic. Thank you so much. Father, we thank you because the words that we've spoken will not stand against us. In the name of Jesus, we are, we are hearers and doers of your word in Jesus' name. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.